All right, welcome to the. Do we have an intro for this? Second episode of Ball Status. That's the intro. That's the intro, bro. That's the intro. All right. Before we get started, Mead is dying over here, so let's just thank our sponsors, America Energy. I'm going with the Patriot Punch today. Ooh, I'm tasting a little freedom. <sighs> that was crispy. One day I think I'm just gonna. I love the fruit punch. Either bro. shotgun, oh, yeah, or just straight up chug after the first. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you like listen to yourself, Carl? Yeah. Is that what you're doing? He is because it sounds really good in the mic. Dude, you, had to, you have to finish it when you start it. And, you know, you, like, you always finish it. You always finish what you start, Carl. Yeah. All right. So today's episode. So the last week we, or a couple weeks ago, the first episode we talked about our core values. Um, I think it was a good episode. Yeah. I've actually sent that to multiple people already saying uh, potential new people coming into our company and said, uh, you know, pretty much watch this before we talk anymore. Make sure that you're fully aligned with these core values. So if nothing else, it's going to be like a, we're going to be able to send that to. It's our corporate introduction video. Yes. Yeah, any, any resume we get, we just send that. And if that don't tingle if, you, if, you if, don't that, if that scares back. you, if you don't send back a woo, yeah, uh, woo like, woo. A, like a real woo. A real yeah. woo. I was yeah. going to woo in front of So today, um, we are going to talk about small business, not small-mindedness, right? Right. So this has been on our minds for quite some time because, you know, I think any business under 500 employees is considered a small business, and we're certainly well yeah, into that. Yeah, I actually have that question. What does consider you a small I want to say it's like 500 employees. Which is crazy. That's right? a lot. That's, That's a lot crazy. of business. So we're like a uh, micro. We're like a yeah. micro PP. <laughs> yeah, we're still. I was thinking. It yeah, too, I yeah. know you were. As soon as you, as soon as you went, like, yeah, it's terrible. Um, so yeah, we're. <laughs> I'm thinking like in the Hangover when they like. Oh yeah, the little monkey. Yeah. Like yeah, that's that's a great scene. Yeah. Um, anyways, where was I? So small business, not small mindedness, and so. When we first got into starting these businesses, the brands, um, the stores, we certainly had a what we're calling kind of small-mindedness. And if we talk about situations that you listening, you know, you um, feel like that's you, don't take offense to this because we made the same mistakes. So this is not to offend anybody. Um, but these are things that we see in our business, right? And we're here to share experiences. And exactly. Like, yeah. So, like, we're using examples that come across our plate, like that, which are our experiences. Sure. So, but we're so, not here to offend anybody. That is definitely not our goal. Uh, but we probably will, because that's what we end up doing usually, somehow. Um, so let's just dive in here. So, where do we want to go first? There's a couple topics that I have in mind here that we talked about earlier today that we want to talk about. One has to do with um, exclusives. One has to do with distribution. One has to do with um, brand ambassadors uh, in, in the business. Where do you guys want to start? I'm going to go well, right into it. I think if we could break down and help people, because we get a lot of viewers that aren't, you know, they're just they're fans. They love what we do. They love the content that they put out. Maybe if we can help break down what we mean by that, right? Yeah. Like by thinking, just thinking big, 
yeah. right? So be, even though you're a small business or you're an entrepreneur, you're a single entrepreneur, don't have a small mind. Like, what does that mean besides just thinking big? Yeah. So I think, you know, I think too many people get caught up in what the guy down the street is doing and that everyone is against them. So then they are always feeling like they're being attacked and they're always reacting to things that happen externally when they really should be focused on internally making themselves better, making their, their, their business better, uh, making the experience better for the customer. So I'm assuming everyone watching this knows we have 11 retail stores. So Carl Frady, he's the, um, AKA the cuck. He is the general manager. We have four brands in, under this roof here uh, that are sold in the nutrition corners, but around the world, Patrick's the national sales director for those brands. Um, so we are talking specifically what we see in the dietary supplement industry. Because at the end of the day, boss status is about the businesses of health and the health of business. So um, this is where we're coming from, but this could apply to really anything, right. any business. So one of the things that we saw uh, or we did early on you remember doing this, Carl? Exclusives? Oh, yeah. So this is this is a big one. And I think a lot of mom-and-pop brick-and-mortars out there um, are like really want a brand exclusive, right? Um, more so territorially, right? Like they, I, I don't want you selling to Joe Schmo down the street because, you know, I want to own, own this town for the brand, right? Uh, and we did that. Yeah, it's such a prehistoric, and now that we you know, really do talk about this, you know, cause I'm listening in the previous meeting and just like, where do I fall in as far as like the retail side of some of the things that you guys are talking about. And so I remember when you first started and I would get pitched a brand and be like, Oh, we can offer you exclusivity. And it just, okay, that's really cool. Thank you. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like it doesn't, didn't mean anything because your brand was sold online and you were, you know, in that case, you know, you, you were doing a lot of whoring of it, of it out, you know, let's be real. Well, I mean, I think, so, yeah, I mean, the brand exclusives was something that we did push Not for saying a while. we were whoring our brand. Right. I'm just saying brands that were coming yeah. to me, you know, they were, you know. Gosh, they're they're was, sold on Amazon for yeah, super cheap, yet yeah. they're going to give you a brand exclusive in there. Yeah, too. And they were but selling, think back, let's go back to 2016. Yeah, so back right, then. When we started expanding the four the So four we went from three we, to seven stores that year. Right. And we were like, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We, we got this. We, we big time. And we now. knew all our competitors in the area, the, the few other mom and pops yeah. in Virginia. Who weren't uh, doing anything. Who weren't doing anything and who now are not in business. Right. Um, we were like, oh, we're going we're gonna to bury them. And, you know, like, we're going to put them out of business. You know, we run this town. We're going to run this town. Which was actually, it, it was stupid. Like, the, the moves that we made where we literally, because we were, did have more power at the time, we could literally cut a brand off from them. Like, Hey, we're not going to buy your brand yeah. unless you cut them off. Right. Yeah. And the thing that we found, I think the thing that I found is, um, it, that created more bad blood and bad juju, a bad karma, whatever you want to call it than anything else. You know, maybe a lot of our customers didn't know about that, but like, it didn't feel right to me. Yeah, it's like, the, the mindset that that created wasn't a right mindset yeah. in business. So, like, you know, if we cut somebody off, then next thing you know, they're going to be talking crap about us and all that. So, we made a decision. What? When did we make a decision where we're just not, we're going to basically do the opposite of that? I think it was after our, uh, I don't know what you call it, but we went to, we went to, uh, we went to First Form headquarters, the old one, and we kind of had that 
revelation with those guys. Yeah, when you drove 18 hours. Yeah, we drove 16 hours and counted all the deer that were dead on the side of the road. That's the story for another time. In the rate van. That was a good time. Um, But I think we came away from that and we're like, I don't know if they touched on that during that meeting, but I think we went went back and created this whole new Nutrition Corner experience that we were going to focus on. And that was going to be our driving yeah. factor moving forward. So yeah. it's hard. Twenty seventeen, like the end. So of that was great. So that was a that was a, a meeting that we had. We were actually pitching our brands to supplement superstores. So we yeah, were, we went there like trying to get a meeting with Chris Klein. Got it. So yeah, so we so that was like uh, it went from an hour meeting to a six hour meeting. Yeah. And I think um, I'm, I mean they are good dudes, right? Like they we clicked very well. I mean. You know they're clearly super busy, right? And to have Sal and Andy in a room for six hours talking to us when they didn't need to, like that's that you know that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and we appreciated their insight, and I think they respected what we were doing because you know we were growing and doing things that a lot of other people couldn't do. Um, so I think you know th- what we saw from them is like well, th- where there's th- we weren't direct competitors really, but there was no reason for them to um, not help our retail stores, but they you know, extended an olive branch to us. Right. Oh. So, you Walked know, like away it, with so many great, and, and they, they helped us basically th- how to think about how uh, to think, how about our retailer think bigger, think bigger. Exactly. Right. And so we, we literally, I was like, all right, I'm getting on a flight guys. We had a whole plan to drive. We were, me and Carl were going to go back through Texas and all these Southern States. We were going to hit the road. Yeah. And Doug was like, guys, cancel everything. I'm flying back right now. You drive 16 hours tomorrow. We got a big day on Monday. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. Like, Carl's like five energy drinks into oh this. Oh, my god! Count deer carcass that we drive by. You ding, drove the whole way. You ding. said, I'm not going to stop driving until you say, like, you want to drive. Yeah. I think I passed out for like an hour. I felt bad because I was trying to, like, you know. It was in a groove, baby. It was a trip. So, but we got back there and we realized what we needed to do is kind of revamp our nutrition corner experience. And right. so that was four or five years ago. And that really was yeah. the impetus. Really, that for, really was the turning point now that, you know, we're talking about that because it is like, what was it? And it was that meeting, right. you know, and it was all about what was your experience? What were you doing to, to control, you know, um, to, what were you doing to change the experience within the store? Not, I wouldn't say control, but it's because you can't control that, you know. Well, so that basically made a streamline, get rid of all the other things that you think really matter, which like the store exclusives and all that other stuff. Um, and they definitely didn't say that. They didn't, the, the exclusives weren't even discussed. It was just, that was just kind of, when we were revamping, I was like, why are we doing this? And actually, we took the opposite approach, and we started actually helping our competitors. Like, we would have conversations. We would give contacts of the reps that we worked with to other retailers that were semi-local. And And we said, we gave them advice, right? And then we started selling corn nutritionals to our neighbors that were right next to our store. Right. Right. So then that was the other thing. That was one thing that I did take away from First Form was uh, own your backyard. Right? Where they're like, they don't care. They want First Form everywhere. So you go out there, and there's... First form everywhere, right? Like every gym sells it every, you know. And so at the time, Core was a huge seller in our stores and we didn't want to sell it to the store down the street. But, you know, one, we we helped them with some other stuff that made our relationship better. Then we put our products in their stores, right? So that might, maybe you could, if you were small-minded, you would think that, oh, because your product is in that store down the street, it's going to take away from your sales. But that wasn't the case. That increased brand awareness, 
that became the that what we would call the we out here effect, right? And then people would start understanding like, wow, like what is this core brand, right? They'd see it everywhere. And so we started putting core everywhere in the DMV, any, anywhere we could. Um, so that was that was definitely something that I took away from First Form. I remember them saying that, like own your backyard, and like, put your stuff yeah. everywhere. And maybe that, maybe that was what was the impetus to us changing our just vision on exclusives because we no longer were exclusive ourselves in our own stores, you know, like why do we need another brand to be exclusive? Right. Um, well, you get this a lot on the other side cause you get vendors asking you for exclusives in their stores. Right. And we don't, for the most part, we don't give it. No. Do for we, the most part, like we don't have a program that like a territory exclusive program, right. you know, that the only time when we will use it is when, a trusted partner that consistently buys from us, spends a lot of money with us. And it carries basically the whole brand. They carry 80 to 90% of the brand. And they come to me and they're like, hey, if you in a in a, a partnership conversation, this is when I can then I can deal with this, right? Yeah. And, and like you come to me like, hey, we're a team. We're gonna work on this. Instead of like, hey dude, cut this guy off, or like I'm done with you. I'm like, okay, well, see you later. You know, because I don't I just don't want to I don't want to work that yeah. way. But if you come to me and we're a partner and be like, hey, so like this guy down the street, he might reach out to you. The problem with this store is that, and this is usually when they ask for t territory exclusives, they'll just undercut. Like it's that competitor that's down the street that's not focused on their experience, them, uh, them growing their own business. They're that competitor that's like, you know what? Well, the only way to beat that person is to cheat that person. So I'm going to like do sales and I'm going to undercut their pricing. Which at I'm the end of the steal. day, that retailer who's asking for that exclusives is really kind of looking out for us in that situation because, yeah. you know, that would devalue our brand in general, which we don't want. Right. So that would, that is really the only situation. And that was a situation that was presented to me like recently, but like there's like New Jersey is a, is a bloodbath, bro. Like this yeah. one of the States is a small, one of the smallest States and it has so many retail stores and they all hate each other. And then that, that, that's where it comes down to like, they're not doing it to look out for the brand. They're just, they just don't like, none of them like each other. So how they, do you deal with that? Do you just say, dude, we just don't give exclusive. Sorry. I mean, there's a couple stores that we do give it to. It's just like, it just comes down to the, Maybe they need to watch part? I'm just looking out. This is where it, I don't have a, I don't like doing it, any of this. This is really, it drives me crazy, but like, it's just, who's my partner? Like who's looking out for this brand and who is, is going to work well with me. Uh, to make sure our brand grows, you yeah. know, like if, if you don't like this person or you worried about this person, you know, at the end of the day, I've, I've had to cut somebody off and it's like, he was only buying one or two products from us. Yeah. You buy 80% of the 90% of the brand. And it then is. like, and then like, I, I don't, I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the thing is, is like that guy really, unless he is truly undercutting, he should not care about the little store down the street. He should be working on Okay, I, I am a true partner. You, I have all the products. They don't have all the products. So somebody who wants core, all a lot of our clients will come and buy five of our products. They stick to the brand, so they'll come to my store anyways. And then I'll give them superior service. I'll focus on those things to allow them to come back. Because we all know today, it's not about the brands you carry in your store. It's about the experience and the service that you give. Because you click a button on Amazon, you can have it that day or the next day. You can find that product. Right. So it's all about people yeah. want to have that experience and you got to kill them with the experience. And that's the, I don't know what you call it. You said not small mindedness or not small minded. So I don't know if it's big minded or think, that's not, think bigger, just thinking bigger, uh, 
you know, bigger picture. It's a bigger picture thinking, right? Like, and we'll get into this in a second, but like that goes to like the reaction that we got from some retailers that we went into distribution, a wider spread distribution for core or that we sell direct to consumer for core. To, to, to speak to any of your retailers who are watching this, because I am the retailer on the other side of that relationship. You are our biggest retailer, you know, damn right. I am. (laughs) You are our biggest uh, retailer. You know, uh, but fight for margin every day. And we don't even give you an exclusive, bro. I love it. (laughs) And, um, but, but to all of those, those retailers that are out there, um, and not just even in this, it really boils down to the keyword that you talked about. And, and that's one of the big things that I stressed in every single conversation when I was the buyer for the company is I'm here to create a relationship. I said, give me a fair price. And then let's, let's look at this relationship at the end of a year. And if it's not working for you, then let me know why. And maybe it's something I can fix. Maybe it's something I can't fix. And if this relationship is, is progressing the right way, then give me better pricing. But, you know, let's focus on a relationship. Let's focus on having fun. What's fun for you? Not a $10,000 PO. It's consistent, consistent POs and it's supporting the entire brand. So when I talk to somebody, it's like, I'm not here to buy one thing from you. I want everything that you have. I'm going to support your entire product line. And here's what I need from you. Any sales rep hearing that, bro, should be drooling at the mouth. Yeah, ready to go and ready to play with Carl. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it, you know, it, it, like, Carl likes to be played with. Just for yeah. the record, if you're a rep out there trying to get into our stores, just you don't know, pick talk, up the phone. Just be, get in a get in a plane. Get in a plane. Show up face to face. Give him a good Suck old a man, lollipop. A man hug. You know, rub your cheeks together. Do a little Delta <laughs> Eight, and then go shoot some guns or talk about guns and blowing stuff up. And you, yeah, you'll be. It's, a, it's a about man. creating relationships, and and a lot of a lot of the retailers. And a lot of people that are just bottom line in the industry, they haven't been around long enough to experience the blessing that comes from that relationship. And, and luckily, I have been here for eight years. And you just imagine when I'm in this industry for 20. And But when you really focus on building a I'm relationship. I'm not going to be able to handle you in another uh, 12 years. Bro. You know, <laughs> it, it's like, it's fun. Like, we're all having fun. You don't worry about these controlling factors. Right. It's just about, hey, dude, let's have some fun. You know, one of the things that I love talking about, and, and some of our best brands, they do a great job of this, but it's creating exclusive swag. Like, what are you not going to find from another retailer or from Amazon or anything? And you could only get it through the nutrition corners when you support the brand through the nutrition corners, right. whether it's in store or online. That's a lot of fun. Well, the other um, thing I think you got to remember here is that it, it is a, that the, the, the buyer slash rep um, relationship is a two-way street. And I think a lot of times the, excuse me, the buyer, or sorry, yeah, no, sorry. Yes, the buyer is thinking that he is always right and sometimes can come across, you know, where like, yes, the custom, the customer is always right, but there's that's only to some point. To right. some extent, we treat all our vendors, you know, Carl and the team, treat all our vendors with respect because we are a vendor as well. And I know I can tell when Pat has a shitty day. It's usually because <laughs> a vendor, or sorry, a, a store, a somebody who's going to be spending money with us, calls and talks to Pat in a way that is pretty degrading. And kind of like, it's a one-way relationship, right? Like, you're just, I'm buying from you, so you just have to, you know, take my crap, right? right? When it's not like, it's not your fault, it's not anything that you did or anything like that. And And I I put a lot of, I'm, I'm I'm not a car salesman, I'm not, I've been in sales pretty much all my career. I'm not a sales guy, though. 
I'm good at building relationships. So when I build this relationship, I put so much energy into this. And when I get a phone call that says, hey, you got a pen and paper? Or like, hey, I'm yelling at you because of this, this, and this. I'm like, bro, what about yeah, like, like, what, everything what, that what I've What the you? F happened to my package? Yeah. Like, bro, I, I can't know. control once. Yeah. Where's this at? I'm like, I, don't, I don't work for Brown. Yeah. yeah. I don't work for UPS. But um, where I was going with that was I was going to – the, the one-way street thing. Um, uh, you know, I make friends with other reps within this space, yeah. within the industry, and we, you know, talk, talk, yeah. you know, talks amongst the boys about being a rep and, and working with, with stores. And one of the things we talk about is with when territory exclusive, it's like, hey, I want an exclusive in this mile radius or whatever. And then we, I've never pitched this back to a, a rep a store before, but it, it, this has been said, I think, in the industry. It's like, okay, cool. Well, I want an exclusive in your store. So how about you only sell core nutritionals <laughs> at, at your store? Yeah, like we, now, how, we don't literally. How does that? How does that sound to you? Because that's what it sounds like on my end. It sounds pretty crappy. Right? Or, or like I want an exclusive, but I will only buy a thousand dollars from you a yeah. month or something like that. When yeah, yeah just, it doesn't oh, warrant my it. Favorite. Here's our three hundred dollars, and can you? Can we get like a ten mile exclusive <laughs> for three hundred dollars? I'm pretty sure uh, Joe Schmo. You know, spends three hundred dollars a week on our online website. Yeah, bro. direct to direct to consumer. That's a direct consumer order. Yeah. Anyways, so, um, so yeah, I mean, one of those things is looking at our competitors, right? Like we were talking about that and why we wanted to cut, I just break my mic again, why we would want want to cut off our, um, you know, like our competitors down the street. And, you know, we were talking about this. It's the competition is good. We love it. We love beating people. And we'll, we'll be honest, like, if we come into a region and we put a, a chain out of business or like, uh, you know, a, a, a big, not a, like a big chain moves their store because we came in there. Like, that's cool. Like, I mean, I, I yeah. feel like we, we won because we are be giving uh, superior customer service, but at the same time, like we should be making them better, right? Like if somebody comes into our territory, you know, first thing that we are going to do is make sure that we are winning in our own house, right? Like making sure that all our systems are in place, all our, the service and the experience is in place. So that should make us better, right? What we do now is we will focus on ourselves and get better because of that competition. So that, that competition is, is good. It's, 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 it's a healthy thing, but we're not going to do things, uh, that we feel are, are kind of sketch, like we talked about, which is demanding the store exclusives and stuff like that. We're not going to go to that level. We're just going to refocus on ourselves. Yep. Well, I think uh, we talked about it, that um, we love competition. Competition is a good thing, and competition can be beneficial to each other, right? Like So, like, if a, a, a store comes to your, your territory, you know, like, welcome them, be friends with them, but just tell them, you're, I'm going to beat your ass, yeah. you know? And then that should get them like, well, I'm going to beat your ass. But it's, it's, know? and it's not looking, I'm, I don't want them to fail, right? Like, I, I don't want them, I don't want somebody to go through hard times. And I want to win. Right. Right. And if that's, if, if that, if that means that somebody else goes out of business because of that, that, I mean, a lot, they should really be looking at themselves. Same if somebody put us out of business, like, we need to double up on what we are doing. Like, they're, they're, we have to get better, right? right? Like, it should make you adapt. Well, it's, uh, that competition is healthy in the sense that it's applying pressure to keeping you pushing. Yes. Right? Yeah. Just like other, like, I mean, 
the supplement space has uh, thousands and thousands of supplement brands. And at the end of the day, we're all competition. Yeah. Right. We don't, there's no scale or whatever besides, I guess, sales and nobody's really public with their sales. But, um, but like we apply pressure to each other to get better, to get better. Right. Yeah. So like without that competition, you don't get better. So, and we are friends with a lot of the brands. Ton of brands. I mean, like close friends, like, and we're, there's enough meat on the bone for everybody. Yes. And so I think that's the thing that people forget. And, and it is kind of weird, right? Like we actually do help our competitors, but at the same time we want to win. And that is just us being genuine. Like, like I want to see other people succeed, but it's not going to be at my expense. Like we're not like, I don't want to see you succeed and put us out of business, you right. know? Um, but I think even in the retail game space, there is room for multiple stores in a town, right? Like there's enough space out there for that. So we've taken on the, um, the mindset of really helping our competitors. Even, even I would say even more so on the brand side, right? Yeah. Because, you know, we get brands asking us all the time about hooking up with suppliers or vendors or whatever. And we always say yes. You know, we don't, we don't hold that back anymore. It's just, it's, it is, it's good juju. You know, when we do the nut bash or when we go to the Arnold, you know, go to the Olympia, it's just all of us are high-fiving and hugging and we're talking about families and, and stuff like that. And, it's back to the hugs. You know, it's just, hugs are good. good and uh, um, I said this the other day, I was like loading some stuff up in the car, angry at the world. And I uh, said, your, your handshake should be more valuable than any cash that it can hold. And your hug should say more about love than any word you ever say. <gasps> And can uh, record that. Can we, yeah, we, can, we get, can we get a, like a Gary V right there? And, and, and it just, <laughs> it, it really, it should. I mean, that's the way you should conduct business. Your handshake should mean something and your hug should mean something. And, and we have had a lot of fun what with are what your, we're doing. What do your hugs mean, so, bro? It means I love you, Doug. <laughs> I know it does. I love, <laughs> I love that. Weird get, as we get, 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 get. Oh, man. All right. So anything else you guys want to say on these exclusives and our competitors in the direct market all right let's talk about brand ambassadors we want to talk athletes, about athletes ambassadors yeah so this is another kind of small-minded thinking that uh plagues a lot of i think retail stores um so we are one of the things they look at you know is is, is a store is a store is a brand that carries products or sells products on their own website one that's that's something that we do, but we do it in a way. So I would protects. bring in into this uh, sphere. I would bring in uh, direct consumer businesses. Yeah, like the, yeah. The so I mean, I get. I think that's two parts here. So we have a direct consumer business where we do. I would probably say it's a quarter. Like last last month, for example, it was a quarter of our total business for core was direct to consumer. Um, There's been some months where maybe it's a third. A third, a quarter. A, yeah, a quarter to a third is generally what we do for direct to consumer. Um, so we have a lot of ambassadors out there that have that promote our brand, but a lot of, most of those ambassadors are not there to get rich. They want to just be a part of something, and that's what we want them to do. We don't ask them. To, there's no sales requirement like you get kicked out. It's We just want people that are passionate about the brand, and they get rewarded for, for selling, but I would say the top 10 of our ambassadors, the top five you know whatever percent like three percent or whatever percent of our ambassadors do 90 percent of the the sales in your <clears throat> you were saying the top t yeah so top 10 do but 99.9 percent .9 of those people want to be a part of, like you said want to be a part of what we have going on yeah so that's us remembering that we are a brand a culture a, a worldwide brand a community 
not just a product. Right. And I think that's the small minded thinking. A lot of people just think, oh, they just sell a pre workout. We'll look at it as a bigger picture. Yeah. You know, we have 150 SKUs. We've we've created a community here. Uh, we're much larger line, than yeah. just a product in a retail store. You know, right. and that that person just wants to be a part of that community. Yeah. So the small mindedness is the is the the brick and mortar mom and pop retailer that one only wants a brand that you know doesn't sell on the web or doesn't do direct to consumer, right? But at the end of the day, you look at all the most successful brands, you have to have both, right? Because the direct-to-consumer is a huge portion of building the brand, right? They want Most people will go directly to a brand website to look at stuff. So, like, I mean, even Nike. You go on the Nike site to look at all their new stuff and look at the product information, but you might go to Dick's to buy a Nike shirt, right? You're learning that through their, their website. So, like, you have to have both. And I think some brick-and-mortar retailers get totally turned off by that. And I think that's totally small-mindedness because you're not looking at the bigger picture of building brand awareness, which is eventually going to drive people to your store to look for core. So the the same thing goes with the brand ambassador where, yes, they might have a coupon code, but for the record, we have set up our ambassador program where we actually sell on our website 10% over the map price that most retailers sell at. So if you go to our website without a coupon code, you're pretty much, you know, you're going to be paying more than you are at the retailer. So we have... Uh, and a lot of our ambassador codes get you down to not, you know, just, just to map price. So you're going to be no better off at that point. Now, there are some higher tier coupon codes that can make you save a little bit more, but nothing that should dissuade you if you have good service in your, your right. store. So at the end of the day, the way we've set up our website is so that uh, we can continue to support, support that the retailers, right? Because we don't, if we were price, we knew if we priced 30% under what a retailer pays, then yeah, that might be enough to drive somebody to buy for us, but we don't do that, right? Yeah, part of our Monday meeting, coming up with the deal of the week. Pat, you okay with this? Yeah, I mean, it's always, I mean, that's yeah. important. So, like, we maintain the integrity of the brand through that and protect our retailers. But I think the important part is those retailers should be excited that we have a brand. There's a lot of people coming to our site to create that brand awareness. And I think some retailers get upset at that. They get upset if you put a brand ambassador or... Not that you put a brand ambassador, but just so happens that somebody becomes a rep for your company, a brand, an ambassador, and they happen to live in your same town who might have walked into your store. Yeah. So, like, that that's happened before. Right. And so we always address that. Right. So how do you address? Just like the territory thing. We don't have a we don't have a script for this, right? So you just have to navigate how how can I let how can the retailer win and how can the ambassador win at the same time, right? How do we not think small? How do we work together? So the small-minded think thinking is them immediately saying the brand ambassador, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they're gonna they're gonna push they're gonna push everyone to our to Core's website. They're not gonna come into our store anymore. They're gonna steal all my customers." Blah blah blah. That's the small-minded thinking. The bigger-minded thinking, the larger picture is yeah. like, "Hey, this person actually can bring brand awareness to this community. Right? How can I work with her partner? Leverage that yeah. person to help us both win." Right, like reach out to that person, make the partnership, make the relationship, and let's work together to make Core Nutritionals, America Labs, Arm Trace Nutrition, whatever the brand is or whatever the brand is, to be a bigger deal in this community. And maybe that brand rep can also be a store rep to help drive people directly to that store. So maybe we, because we have that person, we just made that new connection with that retailer and can help them out that way. And maybe they might get a kickback from the store to help drive traffic. So like... 
there's a way for us all to work together here. And um, I think it's, it's the initial freak out of the small-minded thinking is usually kind of what catches us off guard because we'll get frantic calls all the time about the exclusives and the brand ambassadors and stuff like that, which yeah. I just think is just small-minded. Small-minded thinking. Yes. And when you start to think about it and you think about what we did in 2016. We get it. it well, like what, <laughs> now looking back at ourselves, like it's silly. It is silly, but we, silly. We, understand the, we understand where that's coming from. Right. But it's wrong. You will succeed way more if you flush those ideas down the toilet, focus more on your own experience, right. and working with your brands and other people, seeing them as partners, not as like, oh, they're going to try to steal our customers. That's what they're doing. Right. And maybe some people in this industry work that way. Like, let's be honest. Maybe there are some shady people out there. But for the most part, even from what we've seen, that's not the case. I mean, I'm sure there's people that do that. But What do you mean? Um, shady people like on what side doing trying that? to steal a retailer's customer and pushing them to a store or you know just some of these things like okay. th maybe there is some there are some l l low scruple is that, a, is that is that the right word rose mm, i don't know people with low scruples carl's the uh, oh yeah what was, what was that what was that what was the word you stumped doug on something copacetic Co copacetic Co yes that's right um yeah take I mean, that valedictorian <laughs> There's definitely uh, just like there's sketchy, shady brands out there. Yeah. Um, there's definitely sketchy, shady retail stores out there. Oh, for sure. That are, yeah, trying to undercut, trying to cheat, yep. trying, it, to, it, trying to trying trying to to win well, quick. Well, to if, win. There, if, if there's anything you can take away from this, and, and I hope you get that, that's not how we operate, yeah. right? And so we have found that from working, not like we were doing it sketchy before, but we were thinking small-minded, and now that we think a little more big-minded and really feel that we, we at least give people the benefit of the doubt that it's not going to go down that way, it's worked out much better for us. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, as far as sketchy brands and <laughs> sketchy retailers. You've seen them. I have seen them, and, and that is past tense, meaning they're gone. You know, uh, yeah. I've eight years. I've seen them rise and seen them fall. But they're still they're always rising and they're always falling. Well, we yeah. used to, yeah. I don't know if you still call them this in the store, but we, uh, when I was in the stores, we used to call them fly by night pre workouts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And six hundred uh, milligrams of DMA or DMAA. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> but it's funny. Like you talk about the 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 from the retailer side of things, it's the, the they're gone. Like, and it was never our intent to open up a store like like Doug's saying, but. It, it wasn't like something you didn't high five when you found out, oh, another one bites the dust, you know, and it's like, you know, we'll, we'll joke about it, but it's never been the intent, you know? Right. So, but the, yeah, you, you want to be sketch, then have fun drowning. So yeah, it's funny. A lot of big companies started out sketch and then transitioned away. If you think about it, right. C4 was pretty sketch, you know, back in the day with DMA and, you know, sell you core and all that stuff. That's uh, when they were a real supplement company when they were underground. Yeah, the good stuff. Yeah, get the good stuff. I mean, Redcon was pretty. You know, well, they weren't. Well, hormones because they're hormones, like uh, the pro uh, they, hormones. They, they had a lot like sketch. Yeah, well, Blackstone, right? Well, he was black. Yeah, so he came from a yeah. pro hormone based company, but Redcon never but had pro hormones. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they started off uh, and they. Uh, uh, I think they were the just the DHEA ones. Correct. Yeah, there wasn't the 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 pre Obama. I was ones. just trying to think. I think, but I th I feel <laughs> like like I feel like even BSN had like pro hormones and stuff like, and I can't say I heard BSN started off as like a real drug company. Yeah, well, 
Let's not well, get everyone yeah. in trouble here. We need a fact checker here. Yeah, fact checker. But, uh, <laughs> but I guess my point, and, and we got to be careful too, because at the end of the day, if at a period of time that was legal, like we've done a pre-workout back in the day with DMHA, right? When it was... Yeah, we like, got a letter for amp citrate. Yeah, back, yeah, yeah, back, back in, in the, the day. day. So like, I don't want to be casting... What, all right, what's the expression? Holier than thou? Holier than thou. So, Something like um, that. but, you know, there are a lot of brands that wanted to start it like that wasn't our intention with running like yeah. amp citrate but that's, I mean, that's part of our supplement culture yeah. you know yeah. That, yeah. you want what's you know i obviously the stuff that c4 or cellucor was doing wasn't pro hormone stuff you know uh, the good old days of usp labs i feel like that i feel stuff. like some of their stuff back in the day it might have had a test booster that has yeah like that p6 or something like that p6 back blacks the, yeah like we're, the, no, we're talking about a skeptic we don't think we really know Dude, I know they were they were trying whatever they could do to put some drugs up in there, uh, you know. So. I don't know. Yeah, some people, you know, were dipping their toes in that but it, water. But it's some interesting. people just said, you know, fucking get the ball, we're going in. Yeah, but know, the thing so. is, it's just like, I guess my point, what I was getting at is, is like some people started that way, and I guess it was legal, and then the good companies are the ones that quickly saw that, like, this shit's going down, and they transitioned away yeah. and took it mainstream. Cellucor, I mean, Redcon did that, um, you know, all. I mean, that that was smart. Right, like oh, they transitioned, absolutely. they transitioned away. The people that tried to stick in that mud, they're the ones that are dead. Yeah. Um. I mean, all those. I mean, I, I think probably BSN is probably the one that back in the day was sketched and then went mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um. I was gonna say USP Labs, but I don't even know where they fall in that whole thing. Um. Anyways, all right. So the other thing that we wanted to talk about is in this uh, small business, not small minded in this uh, podcast is distribution. So this is a big one for us because it's really top of mind right now, right? It's fresh. It's fresh. So Core Nutritionals, um, four years ago, was distributed through Muscle Foods USA. Even before. 2016, we were... I think we pulled out in 2017, right? Uh, 2018. We were there in 2015 because I remember... Well, for sure. No, but I mean like... Up until about four so, years ago. Uh, Up until that. about four years ago, we were distributed yeah, okay. in Muscle Foods USA. Yes, yeah. because like 2018 January was like no more Muscle Foods. Yeah. Yep. And we made the strategic decision, which immediately we knew we were going to take a hit on sales because they were distributing our products to a lot of vendors and we were going to have to pick those up direct now um, and build back those relationships. Uh, we made that decision for a couple of reasons. One is one is we wanted to be able to get better margin. So basically cutting out a middleman in there. So we wanted to get better margin to our retailers. Um, I think the big thing is Core has always been an education brand. It's a higher-end brand that uh, needs a little bit more education. And at the end of the day, a lot of sales reps in distribution are not doing that education. They're order takers, right? So they're not going to go out and sell for you. Yet we were, um, at the time, there was just some miscommunication. So, like, they would expect us to basically turn over accounts to them, you know, which is, like, we're building the relationship. Why would we turn an account over to you to lose the margin? That's not what we wanted, right? And then if we did sell to one of their accounts, not on purpose, but just that was we had that relationship, they'd get mad, like, feeling like we were trying to steal it out from under right, them, which was, was not the intent. There was It was not a good... Partner, I think we worked it out with Muscle Foods because we then went with them with America Energy and it was a very good relationship. Right. Um, but I think at the time, the communication on the core side was just not good with them. So we pulled out. 
And at the end of the day, it was a great move for us. We took a hit right off the bat, which we knew we would. And then, you know, since then, the brand has been growing awesome. So this year, uh, after having a record year last year and smashing that this year, on the pace to smash it this year, um, we were approached by Europa to carry the brand. Now, Europa just went through some financial troubles, right? They've came out on the other side of it with a new backer, and they were going to peel away a lot of the brands that they carried before, a lot of the fluff, and they wanted some more brands to focus on. Um, and we have a very complete brand, which is really good for them. So in that conversation, it was made very clear because we wanted to make sure that we were protected, the brand was protected. We've spent 15 years now building this brand. We weren't going to go into another distribution relationship, one, expecting to turn over accounts, two, letting um, them sell it to everybody, right? Three, potentially letting them ruin the brand that way. And I think those are valid concerns that other retailers might see. But we went in there a little with a little more foresight this time and made sure that there were things in place to protect our good retail partners, such as nobody, the product will not be sold through Europa to anybody who is an Amazon or third-party seller, so selling through Walmart or eBay. So they can't do that. So they can't just they just can't do it. Even selling to a retailer who has an online website, they need to get permission for us first. So there's controls in their system where they can flag these things, where they can't even sell it to them, invoice them until they get approval from us, right? And at the end of the day, it was talked through that it was one also that we get prompt payment on good payment terms. That was another key one, um, especially because Europa just went through difficult distribute or different difficult times. So we made sure to have that. That was more to protect us. Um, but it was a partnership in that both sides, us and Europa, understood that this was for incremental business. And sometimes we would maybe turn over an account if it made sense. Like sometimes us fulfilling a $250 retailer order is just like it's more hassle than it is worth. So when that retailer, like let's just say it's already buying let's stuff. Let's just say a gym. Yeah. You know, maybe they do need they need multiple things, right? So it makes more it makes sense. They're buying right? RTDs and protein right. and other stuff. So maybe it makes sense for them to turn over Europa. And that that right. would help us. So that helps our partnership. But we weren't going to just go turn over accounts to them. This was literally for them to go out and get inter- incremental business with places where we didn't already have a relationship. So for us, it was kind of a win-win situation. What's the worst that could happen, right? They're going to get us in some more places that we, we didn't know. If with all these controls in place, this, this shouldn't be an issue. And at the same time, we agreed that this because this is a partnership, if they go out and put us in places, we're not going to come in and swoop in and, you know, try to steal that account direct because clearly we make more money when we sell direct to a retailer than when we go through distribution because Europa has to make a margin too. Right. And that's ultimately, well, that's probably the ultimate fear that distribution can't, like distribution has. That's where like most foods had. Yeah. You know, if they got a new, new door because we had uh, direct business, they were fearful that we would swoop in and steal it. But that's just not how we do business. That's not how we do business. And you know, the communication has been upfront. Yeah, and great with so, and, they're, and they're 35 minutes down the road. Most of all the reps and I plan on working down there a couple times a month. So, yeah. Um, so it made sense. So from all those reasons, so for all the retailers out there that were like, "Whoa, Core's going to Europa," 
I hope you can see from our perspective, there really was no downside to this move, right? It's just potential upside. Now, the small-minded retail, oh my gosh, Europa's going to sell to everyone. Everyone's going to have the product now. I'm no longer going to be the man in the town. Kind of goes back to the same exclusive issue, right? Like, Because right. we did get, maybe not, maybe not, to that level of, but there were definitely some questions on like, okay, some questions from people uh, like what's, wh how's this going to affect us? Well, if you take a bigger picture approach, one is continue to do what you do best. And that's service your customers with an amazing experience. It's only going to help you because it's going to create bigger brand awareness. So let's say core ends up in dicks, whatever. I, I don't know. Uh, Walmart. I don't know. I don't think, well, first of all, Europa wouldn't distribute it to Walmart, but you get the point, right? Like that's why I think Total War going into Walmart was a was awesome because it's a premium pre workout, premium price at forty dollars, and it's moving well in Walmart. That opens the door to others, but it also creates a wider brand awareness, right? That might actually uh, help. It creates a supplement awareness. Supplement awareness, right? right? No proprietary blend type yeah. awareness, and, and that at the end of the day could also help out the mom and pop, right? You know, so like I, I don't I don't get worried. I don't. I know some people hate it on, you know, Aaron for doing that, but I don't think that was a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is kind of the same situation, right? Like it's going to create more brand awareness for you. There's going to be more people familiar with core. Um, this is, this is a win for everybody. Um, especially now, if we didn't have those protections in, in place, yeah, that could be a problem because if the, you don't have control in your distribution and they start selling it to every mom and pop who has an Amazon account. Like, how many Amazon? We get so many inquiries for people that want to sell on their Amazon account, but when we and we say no uh, because because we, we yeah Pat doesn't even respond anymore <laughs> because we just uh, we have our Amazon on lockdown in terms of who we do. It's only one person controls it to that whole thing. So um, yeah, if we didn't have those controls in place, that could be difficult because then what you could have is some idiot on Amazon breaking map selling it way below map. Um, I should ask, also add in here that there are map protections too, so that we map communication to all the retailers. Well, it's like the, it's like the uh, I don't know, I'm searching for a word, but before we discuss any of this, the reminder that we're, we're Core Nutritional is a map-protected brand for 15 years. Yeah. You know, and Do like... the listeners understand what map is? So minimum advertised price. So basically, if you're a retailer... Um, you can't advertise that the price is lower than this map price. Yeah. So we set a price. You can't advertise below it. Now, what you do at the point of sale is up to you. Right. Like, I, oh, oh he's that. like your best buddy comes in. You want to give him a hook him up with a 20% discount. We can't control that. Right. Like right. that's, that's beyond our scope. Right. But it's just like when you go buy a pair of Oakley sunglasses or whatever, it's always the same right. price everywhere you go. And it's controlled. And we, we cut, we cut off people that, do not abide by that. And so we've had control of that. If we didn't have these in place, right? People could go on Amazon and literally some people will go on Amazon to make $1. They'll do it because they can move a ton of volume because they just undercut everyone else. And that's all they do. And they can destroy a brand. So in that sense, but knowing that we have these things in place and hopefully trusting that, you know, our brand well enough now for those retailers out there that, you know, we wouldn't do this if it wasn't well calculated. Right. Right. So, um, but you've had some conversations. People have, yeah, and, you know, and actually, I'm assuming you walk through those, I, uh, all those things. Most of the conversations, I've only had a few, like I can count them on at least two hands, probably one. They've been partners that have just, okay, so I saw this, didn't hear it from you. Uh, 
um, I have some questions. Let's have a conversation about it. And we have a conversation about it. So, and so the fear, most of the fear is kind of like that thing that we talked about in the beginning, which is territory, which is uh, homeboy down the street is known to try to undercut us. And we've built a lot of, um, res- we've, we've spent a lot of resources on, on building core nutritionals in this area. And if Europa sells to that guy, he has the potential to undercut us and that would hurt us because, you know, we've spent a lot of resources. So, on building and, and, and that's, that's fair. So, and we also have in place the ability to, if there are those specific people, we put flags in the system at Europa where they just can't sell to that person. And that's my walkthrough. Yep. Right. Like I, I, I reiterate during this time, we wouldn't have made this decision to hurt you. Understand that. Yep. Like before you get frustrated and call me and yell at me, take a breath, <laughs> take a, Take a Delta 8 gummy. Relax. Just just relax. Give somebody a hug. Think about it, and then give me a call, and we'll have a constructive conversation about it, because I wouldn't, we would not make a move like this to hurt what we've built, especially in the past four years when we've done everything business to business. Right. Right? We've built a lot in the past four years, and I wouldn't, we wouldn't do something that would affect that growth. Yeah. Right? So we're in control. I reiterate, we are in the driver's seat, so... As a strong partner of ours, if there is a Joe Schmo down the street that could potentially pick up the brand that's going to undercut, just let me know. I'll have the, I, I have great communication with these guys. I'll communicate that hey, like we crush with this store, they go direct with us, yeah. and this store could potentially hurt that business. So we want to tread this lightly. <laughs> I don't, pretty much I don't want to don't yeah. want it sold in that area. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how that all all that. But uh, in that conversation too, I was like, you got to understand. One of the big plays was uh, Academy Sports. The ones you mentioned, Gold's Gym uh, Corporate. They do not go direct business to business with brands. They go through distributions. Right. So if we want an opportunity to grow, what we've been, we can only go here sometimes by ourselves. We sometimes to go here, you need you need some some help, right? right. And there could be a potential that you you. You might have mentioned the Gold's Gym. Well, it could be sold there. And I, I'm not going to be able to tell Europa to, or you can sell that Gold's, but you can't sell this Gold's. Yeah. Like, it's not going to work that way. You know, and, and, and this But that's where it falls back to. Right. Don't worry about the guy walking into the gym buying core. Worry about the experience you give when that person walks into your store. Right, because you can't control. There's people walking into that gym whether they buy Core or they buy another brand. Oh yes, Law. <laughs> Preach it. Yeah, Pre- Law. Oh, Law. Do you know how to clean a toilet? Can you front some products? Can you just dress appropriately? Groom your beard and your mustache? Can you say hello? Happy to see you today. I mean, cut Law. These just some basics. You guys just get an F at. If I was reviewing your store, Law. What are we talking about? Oh, have mercy on you. Is that the difference between what happens in a gym who's selling a product and uh, a a retailer or what? Yeah, these are talking about experience. Experiences, because it really does. It boils down to the experience. I mean, outside of your door is a part of your experience. When I do a store review, I'm looking for cobwebs and and, and beehives. I'm looking. This is the the metal frames on the outside of the doors better be spick and span. You know, I'm looking at everything from the moment they get out of their car. They are creating a relationship with you. They are creating a first impression with you. So where are you located at? You know, that's that's a part of the experience you're giving your clients to come to your store. You know, when they walk into the store, what kind of music is playing? What do they smell? 
you know, when they have to use your bathroom, you know, I, I went to one place. We love and, going and, into other retailers and you go using the bathroom to see if it's it, cuck approved. Cuck approved. Oh, Pat will send videos. Yeah. I, Pat would send me some videos and I, we would share them with the team and, and the team would think that, you know, Carl, you, you're an asshole for, for doing this. And then they'd see other stores and be like, okay, I get it. You know, I think part of my, one of my favorite parts of going into, and every, this next uh, manager's meeting coming up is there's a whole new whole new world that we're going to see the, a bunch of new people, yeah. uh, but is sharing and reminding these guys that you are part of one of the best nutrition store chains in this country, and let me tell you why. And because the, Carl does the booger test, teaches yeah, the booger, booger test, right? The booger test. If any of you guys out there want to know what the booger test is, Carl Frady Third Power Instagram DM me, and I will give you a video. Showing you what the booger test is with your pants down or your pants up. I don't know. I mean, it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be pants. So up. I think so. you now you need to tell the people what the booger test is. is do we wanted to go back to the origination of the booger test? Sure. Or just you know. So basically, tell the story how you want. Basically, in my my previous career, One Life Fitness, a chain of gyms that started off as Gold's Gyms, we were creating gyms that was a completely different experience of what the Gold's Gym experience was. Gold's Gym is notorious for bodybuilding and so on and so forth, and we were creating gyms that weren't circled around that. But people wouldn't come into our Gold's Gyms because they thought that we were just a bunch of bodybuilders inside. So we changed the name. One Life Fitness was created. 60, 70, 80,000 square feet of, of just everything that a fitness center can offer to you. So think of a lifetime LA Fitness, all the good stuff. So I'm a neat freak. I like organization. I like to take something and put it into writing and checklists and so on and so forth because it also makes it very teachable that way. Um, so uh, we would have these conventions down in the Caribbean. We'd circle all of the the GMs, the AGMs, the PT directors, you know, people behind the scenes, accountants, like anybody who was who in the company would come down. We'd, we'd, we'd celebrate and we'd learn and we'd play for five days. And play. Uh, play is important. And uh, when we go into the islands, I have our island. CODG. So we, we should definitely I think do within something. the next 365 days, we need to have a company retreat we just, to the islands. We just have a company retreat down here to Lake Norman. I mean, what can't we do? I, get, I guess that's true. Jet yeah, ski. and then we got to do our man cabin shit. Yeah. You know, in the woods. We, we can, can do blow that. some stuff up out back here. I don't think. And then the wolf pack really can go to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, right. and so, so basically, my I was told, hey, Carl, we would like for you to present the cleaning of a gym. How do you do it? Can you put everything in writing that you do? And I'll put a PowerPoint presentation together. And this is the guy that was above me, like an IT guy. And because I've never done a PowerPoint presentation, I'm fine with speaking in front of people, but it's like, all right, sure. So yeah. I literally verbatim write down everything that I do. I give it over to him. And I'm at this point, I'm in front of everybody and I'm giving my speech on what it is that I do. And I'm reading the PowerPoint for guides and I read the line, sit on the toilet and check for boogers. And I pause <laughs> and I'm like, holy, shit, did I just say that in front of everybody. And they all started dying laughing. And, but that's, that's what I do. When I tilt, do I teach somebody to clean the toilet and you clean it top to bottom, inside out, the whole sides, I mean, everything. Then you sit on the toilet and you look around <laughs> and you, cause you, cause you have a different perspective, eye level of what you see when you sit on that toilet, because this that's needs the, to be a metaphor for life. Th that's the perspective. I, I like it. That's, that's got, the perspective of what someone who sits down on your toilet as a client is going to see. Are they going to see curse words? Are they going to see boogers that were hidden up under well, here? I like it now. Now so I'm forth. thinking, you know. The sit on the toilet and check for boogers isn't just how you clean your toilet. It's how you run your store. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but, this is genius. Right? Like, Gary V, watch out. Like, once you maybe, like, you know, set the mood for your store. You, like, get in 10 minutes early. 
say hi to your store. I used to, I used to tell my, when I was managing, like, tell your store good morning. Walk into your store, say, hi, store. How you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, talk, just love that store, right? <laughs> but then set the store up, get the music playing, and then walk out and walk in from the perspective of the customer. What do you see? What is the music you hear? What is that smell? Like changing your perspective. What, so what is the, the should we, we change the name of this podcast to sit on the toilet and check, check for, for boogers? I think it's a good clickbait. <laughs> if nothing else. So. I like it. Can, we, can that be the subtitle underneath small? Bu- <laughs> <laughs> right. Although it doesn't really have anything to do with that, but I think it helps you run a business better. You need to right? run a tight ship well, just because you're it a makes supplement you, just store. The way think of, bigger. Th- that thinking. Yeah, it's just a, a different way of thinking. So s- stop thinking from your perspective. Flip it around and oh, think from I the, like how you tied that together. That was great. Yeah, flip it around and think from the perspective of that other business partner or that customer or that booger. <laughs> it makes so you, much sense. When you go and you sit down on a toilet, next time, every single one of you people do this, go sit on a toilet and just look around and just see what you see. Man, if that wasn't just some classic... I missed Ball the button. Oh, yeah. That was epic. Get, get, I think get, we got to. I, I think we just got to stop there. That was. I don't know just what happened. Like, <laughs> like everyone touched tips or something. There was something crazy just happened. Yeah. Oh. Cheers. All right. The screenshot. Oh, is, is that a wrap? I think we. Uh, I mean, we're coming up on an hour. Yeah. I think we got so at some- the end of the day, start thinking bigger. Don't have that immediate attacked mindset flip it around look at it from maybe the other side's perspective check for boogers i think i just got better as a person and keep crushing it yeah because i god knows i'd flip out on people you totally (laughs) i need to turn around and think about some boogers yeah exactly (laughs) i think we all i think we all just got better all right guys till next time keep crushing it